From Glitch HQ on Riverside Avenue in plentiful randomized Minneapolis, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. I'm Martha McGarry, and I make nice games. I'm Stephen McGregor, and I make nice games. And I'm Martha Croy, I too make nice games. For this week's episode, we're talking loot, in-game loot systems, and the taboo topic of loot boxes. And so, (laughs) if everyone's ready, let's start. Sorry, I interrupted your intro. <laughs> I was totally thrown off. I'm going to have to do it again. <laughs> Starting over. She hosts one roundtable <laughs> and just thinks she can step in at any time. I'm not giving up those caps and chairs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm back at the wheel today, and you guys have some interesting topics, both on the subject of loot. Yeah. Coming at it from two different angles, so we'll get into that. But first, we got some stuff at the top to talk about. Right. We just did a Ludum Dari. Uh, it, was, it was intense, <laughs> but it was really fun. You yeah. guys survived. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm still sick, and I oh, think it yeah. was Ludum Dare that extended my oh, sickness a little I'm bit. I'm sure it would, yeah. Yeah, it, it added some to my sentence, I think. Mm. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> well, you saw me, I mean, with my piles of tissues yeah. all weekend. Yeah, a lot of tissues. Probably heard Ew. my nose blowing the whole time. A lot of that, too. <laughs> It's not something our listeners want to hear. <laughs> um, at any rate, uh, our game we finished, and I think we're planning on still working on it in the future. Uh, it's called Widget Satchel. Yeah. My expectations were, um, I'd never done a jam with you, Steven, so mm. that was really fun. And um, I just was like, I just wanted something fun at the end and then to have learned some more about uh, you know, production and development and move on. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's always the trap you fall into, which is like, oh, this is a thing that you're so excited to work on for a couple of days. Like, let's take it to market, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I'm like, I don't want to fall into that trap, but we fell into that trap. But I think, and I don't think we're fooling ourselves. Like, we really have something. And yeah, we're, yeah. Really, we're really excited about it. Uh-huh. Um, it's everyone's third project. So yeah. we're going to actually just work on it for a little, maybe a month or two more, maybe a little longer, uh-huh. and then actually get it out there to people. Uh, but we're all very excited about it. Um, yeah, yeah. Hopefully we can follow some of the stuff we've talked about on the show <laughs> in relation yeah. to this game. <laughs> exactly. In fact, that's the thing is uh, part of it is like I, I want to, you know, we, we've been talking on the show a lot about how we want to have, have released a game. Yeah. And so that's a big motivation for this. And because it's it's close enough to the core of it's finished, mm-hmm. right? And that's the thing about it is like it, there all the big decisions about how the game works are done. Yeah. So it's just a couple more levels, some polish on the UI, a way to exit the game. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That would be important. <laughs> and um and that's it. Mm-hmm. And um I, I mean maybe I'm being optimistic, but like it's um it's exciting. And then yeah. I, I'm particularly interested in going through the process of uh, distribution on you know on Steam, on itch, on uh, like Xbox Creators program, which is a self publishing program. Um, even through PlayStation, which is self-publishing, um, I want to investigate all of those things just for this little game um, that is you can either be cheap or free, uh, just to sort of see that process through. I'm really, really excited about going through all of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so look for Widget Satchel uh, shortly, <laughs> but at least in this in this feed, uh, you'll see Martha play it either last week or next week, depending on how we release these episodes. Speaking of Martha. Yeah. Well, we were uh, whiling away and I was emptying my nasal passages. Uh, what were you up to that weekend? Uh, well, I was working with my brother on the talk that we're going to do mm-hmm. about v- motion in VR. Yeah. Uh, and the talk's not till April, so we got some time. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to talk at Mini WebCon and we're both kind of freaking out because it's a lot bigger deal than I think either of us thought. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited. I cannot wait to, I, I'm, I cannot wait to go and see it. For one, but I can't wait to talk about it on the show yeah. in April. It'll be great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, no pressure. I'm sure you'll look be fine. For, look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, between now and then, we have some topics to talk about. Yes. 
Uh, in-game loot systems is my topic. Mm-hmm. That is the twist that I'm putting onto this, I guess. <laughs> Not that much of a twist. but It's, it's coming right after Lutim Dare. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was exactly the reaction I thought Mark would have. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh collecting loot is fun right yes yes no no, no. yes okay. i don't really think so i think we're gonna be on opposite sides this whole episode mark <laughs> oh goody <laughs> you get a preview of nice debate club uh so i don't know i've been playing some games that have a whole bunch of loot in them recently mm-hmm. uh neuro and neo i played a lot um, Neurovoiders on Switch. That's I've been playing it a lot. Um, but anyway, uh, and there's just like so many things to collect in both of those games. It's ridiculous, and they just have a whole bunch of different stats and a whole bunch of different stuff you got to analyze and determine whether or not this is the one you should pick instead of the other things. Mm-hmm. So much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I I am split on it because on one hand I'm like, ooh, if I get this thing, then I then this build will be so much better and it's really exciting. But then on the other hand, I'm like, there are so many numbers and I have to sit there and analyze them all and. It's not really easy to determine when, like, you're probably only going to pick, like, one of these things for your whatever you're making, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm split <laughs> on, on my feeling on it. What, what do you like so much about it, Martha? About loot and inventory and stuff like that? Yeah. I don't know. It's fun to um, collect things, and then it's really fun to throw things away that you don't need, and then have something that's really, really, really cool. Huh. I, I don't know. Okay. So you just like the whole of loot? Yes, okay. all of it. Every mm-hmm. part of the process is great. <laughs> More <laughs> and, loot now. <laughs> and Mark, you're completely against that? Uh, kind of, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like the randomized nature of loot mm-hmm. um, because I feel like, I mean, this is totally separate from like loot boxes, right? Yeah. Which is a whole different thing we'll get into. Mm-hmm. But um, I kind of I kind of want to understand what I'm doing. I don't, yeah. I don't want to, I don't ever want to pull a lever, I guess. Sure. Right? Okay. Wrong uh, lever. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like managing an inventory, throwing things away. That is like, that just, I want to be playing a game. That's instead. part of, that's part of what I don't like about yeah. it is like, you got to go in there and like, hopefully whatever game you're playing has a good sorting system or it's very obvious what things you want to keep and what things you don't. Um, then I like Neurovoider, for example, they highlight, Thing like they highlight the stats that this thing is better at than the current weapon you have, which is nice because then I'm like, oh, this stat is white. I'll probably keep this. This stat's not. I'm just gonna throw it out. Mm-hmm. It's really nice because you can just pick right away. Whereas I don't know other games, they just throw a bunch of numbers at you and hope that you can figure it out. Or like they'll have little comparisons that you can look at, but it's sometimes not clear what's best for what you're trying to build. Yeah, those systems are interesting because you. Because it becomes gameplay in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have uh, you, it's like a puzzle, right? You have to figure out what is your best course of action. I think my problem is when I'm faced with stuff like that. I'm like, that's not the game I want to be playing. Yeah. Um, or it's not. It's so different from the rest of the experience of the gameplay that it feels like an add-on um, to. It's um, you know, it, uh, I don't know why this is the analogy I'm making, but um, like if you play Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. uh, you're also expected to love painting miniatures, even though they are totally unrelated hobbies. Right. Oh yeah. And like, but for some reason, if you play like pen and paper role playing, like you buy unpainted miniatures, and that's like a, it's like no, they're they're so how do how do you just assume people like both? Yeah. And so that's what I feel about systems like that, where they they'll they'll be in a game I'll play, and I'll be like, wait a minute, how why would you assume that I would be into that just because I'm into the rest of this game? It doesn't they don't seem to connect as much? I think is the point I'm making. Yeah. Okay. I guess I don't 
necessarily disagree with you. It's mm-hmm. kind of weird in Neo because a lot of what I like in Neo is the combat. Yeah. But you have to get through the loot system in order to get to the combat because, mm-hmm. like, if you don't deal any damage to the enemies, then it doesn't matter how many hits you deal, deal you're going to end up getting hit once and then die. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I guess I, I do agree with you in some, in some ways. Mm-hmm. It sounds like at least they'd make some effort to tie those systems together. Mm-hmm. One is dependent on the other. Right. More than right. one You got to beat things up to get stuff so you can beat more things up. That's called a loop. Yeah. Game loop. <laughs> <laughs> Technical term. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I, I feel like you get all of this loot and I really only collect like one thing out of it. One thing always feels useful to me. How do you reconcile that? I don't know. I, I, that's, that's difficult for me. How do you... Deal with all of the crappy pistols that you get yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you have to. You have to get a bunch of crap for the good stuff to feel valuable. Sure. Right? I suppose. Like that, that, that's, otherwise, it's not a good system. Oh, yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I think right. that is one of its major flaws. Mm-hmm. Right? So you do need a way to throw things away efficiently, quickly, yes. without that being tedious. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that might, that might be the make or break for these systems, right? Yeah. Does it take a long time to, well, also, on the flip side, is it easy to accidentally throw away something really good, and can you get it back if you do so? <laughs> done that all the time. I've done that in Zelda, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's not pleasant. Um, oh, Zelda, no, my, my that's last Korok one. leaf. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I meant to throw away a tree branch. Nuts. <laughs> yeah, but Zelda's a good one. That's a, that has loot, sorta. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, sense, yeah. picking up food all the time. Mm-hmm. And it organizing it and cooking it and then <laughs> one thing I do like though is that when you when you wallop enemies uh-huh. and they leave behind monster parts, uh-huh. um, it's fa- it's very consistent. You know what you're getting pretty much. Yeah, there's um, I think there's like the um, the ore deposits and treasure chests are random uh-huh. mostly, um, but that game does a pretty good job of setting its expectations. So I never feel like I'm gonna get something cool and I don't. Yeah, or I never and and truthfully I never feel like. I'm just wandering around something and I get something super awesome unsurprised, like as a surprise. Because uh-huh. even though that's a cool feeling, I don't like that in games either. Mm. I, I, I want more setting and meeting expectations. Okay. I think Zelda does a pretty good job of that, even though it is pretty much the same systems as other games have. I think they just calibrate it differently. Right, yeah, because if you get to a, if you end up getting a random drop that makes your, your character way too good, then it, it kind of takes the fun out of the game. But at the same time, you still feel really powerful. Yeah. So it's like, I'm so split on this topic. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a better way to just like to deal with the loot that you throw away, though, aside from just selling it so you can get more money or materials, right? Mm. In Neo, mm. they have it so like you can, there's a whole bunch of different current. This game has a lot of numbers. I didn't realize this until I started talking about it. This game has a lot of numbers, Neo. Uh, <laughs> I played it a lot too, which is crazy. Um, but. There are different things you can like. You can sell your stuff to a bunch of different things and get a bunch of different kinds of currencies. There's currencies for like buying more equipment. There's currencies that you can use to make different equipment, and there's currencies you can use for like completely separate things, like character skins and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is one way you could do it. Like if you're not going to use these crappy items, you can use you can instead sell them so you can buy more character skins or whatever else. Um, so that's a good way I think to to make the 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 stuff you're throwing away feel better, but like, I, I, are there other ways of doing it aside from just getting currency back in destiny? If you scrap items, you get what are called weapon parts Uh and then you can trade those in. Like there's all these different tokens and things that you can collect around the worlds um, and turn them in at different people. (laughs) Um, And if you turn the weapon parts in, you, you know, you can get new weapons and stuff like that. Okay. 
um, random new weapons. So sure, okay. It would be kind of nice if like you could use part of the loot system to create something you want. So like if you get a like if you're going for a machine gun build, I don't know, in some game, and you just keep getting a bunch of pistols, maybe like you could take those pistols and smelt them together, and you get the machine gun you've been trying to make. For oh, a long time. yeah. So in <laughs> in um. That's another thing you can do in Destiny. If you okay. scrap, if you um, if you have a, if so, if you have a legendary or a uh, some of the rarer guns, yeah. what you can do is you can scrap um, lower, lower rarity but higher level guns into the into the um, legendary gun, okay. and then it will bring the legendary gun up to the level that the gun oh. you is that you scrap. Oh, okay. So if you get like in the late later game you get a really high level but very crappy gun you can but you really like your like legendary sunshot or whatever mm-hmm. you just sacrifice the one into the other and it brings it the level up neo so, does that too it's got a system like that in place and in borderlands the free sequel <laughs> there's oh now she's awake <laughs> uh there's um the grinder where you put three guns in and then get a random uh, thing back okay and you can also like sweeten the deal with the moon rocks you collect um which are like a secondary currency that you can also buy upgrades and stuff with mm-hmm. um but they're it's harder to find mm. yeah okay you also get a chance of getting like rarer things through that than you would otherwise like these things called like pearlescent guns that have secondary powers okay anyway okay. it's fun, so much fun yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know um like I guess it goes back to what we talked about in a previous episode on like the 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 uh, repetition in games. I don't particularly like unless it's, I mean, game loops are fine, but repetition where you like you're doing the same thing, monotonous thing constantly is annoying. And I feel like loot systems uh, contribute to that in some way because mm-hmm. like you want to keep killing stuff so you can keep getting better loot so you can keep killing stuff in it. Yeah. Well, the difference would be um, between. Um, like loot that you or loot or crafting, where uh-huh. you're getting the same things, uh, uh, building or a se- or like combining to reach the same things, yeah. consuming those things, and then doing it all over again. Uh-huh. Uh, whereas it, uh, you, it'd be more of a more of a gameplay loop that's not necessarily monotonous. Yeah. Is if you're doing the same mechanics, but you're you're upgrading to a better gun, a better gun, a better gun. Uh, as you collect more things, you're yeah. working your way towards a goal. Yeah, that I think it, I that would make it more palatable to me, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sounds sort of like how Destiny systems work. Is that is it, they do they seem to do a, a they seem to keep in mind anyway that that whatever level you're at, whatever you pick up, you can make use of in some fashion, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's the difference. Is like in 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 crafting systems as well. When you're mid game, late game, you're picking up tons of the same things over and over again. Um, the same effort you make to pick them up becomes less valuable to you as a player, and so it, the, the the actions become more and more boring mm-hmm. as you go. So the system where it tries to mitigate that, you know, so it isn't monotonous. So that yeah. it, everything contributes to your next goal. Yeah, uh, would it seems to be important to making the systems not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I should. You know, we did have a system in place. No, I guess it wasn't exactly in place. We're like in Fingence. A long time ago, where we used to give people sort of random weapons, we had basically we made a lot of we made a lot of weapons, mm-hmm. and they were of varying qualities and stuff, and they had and they have separate purposes and things, and like they just randomly show up in the shop, and so people had to pick between them. And we had a hard time determining or trying to get it so that people were able to determine which part they really wanted right away. 
Um, we had a system where like you could try the part out in in a in a like a preview section. Mm-hmm. Uh, that didn't really work that well because even though we had like the damage per second of the the uh, weapon in there and stuff, it was hard for people to still recognize it. And even then, it wasn't completely accurate because sometimes you'd miss certain bullets or maybe it had a spread. Yeah, or whatever, and so it the the damage per second isn't completely accurate. So I don't. I wonder how other games deal with that. I know, like in Nero Avoider, it's not super consistent because like things that have they just assume that you hit all the bullets. I think, mm-hmm. and so things that have a lot of spread and stuff, like even if it's in a three sixty arc, which you're not going to hit everybody with three sixty arc, they'll still include that in the DPS. So the DPS seems humongous compared to other weapons. Yeah. I don't know how other games deal with that. Interesting you talk about the sort of preview section in Finjins. Yeah. I, I, I think I remember that. It was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, and um, it seemed like really useful, but it was people didn't really engage with it. Yeah. Right? And I think my, my theory on why that would be is that Finjins is not, a, it's not played as a tentacle game. Mm. The players don't engage with it at that level. Yeah. But it seemed for a while you were designing it for people to understand a lot of those details yep. in yep. ways that like, Say a, uh, a you know like a league player or, or even like a like a um, like a, like the like a digital card game player mm-hmm. would need to know those things in order to properly engage with the game, right? Um, but Finjins isn't a game that invites that through through gameplay, um, so that might be part of it. Yep, right? that but, was that was part of the problem. That's yeah. why we made it simpler and made it more sense because mm-hmm. we, we streamlined the game a lot more, mm-hmm. which definitely benefited in the in the long run. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. either way, though, like well, it's not just systems. though. Yeah. I mean, you don't you don't need to make systems simple. To, to that doesn't it doesn't have to be the only solution, mm. right? It's it's just about how it's presented, right? Yeah. And then, like you're saying, uh, uh, players need uh, what information they have in order to choose what to buy in the shop or what to collect, you know, or what or knowing what bit of loot is useful in a system like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it doesn't it, in a system that has complicated syst- uh, rules and, and and lots of numbers. Yeah. Um, either you you in, you through gameplay invite the player to engage with that and understand it and make that part of the 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 joy of learning this, the, the the game. Or you present it in a way that gives the player the information without exposing all that those things to them. Yeah, uh, which is a harder task, but can be in some ways a more rewarding uh, gameplay experience. Yeah, because it feels deep without having to like study it. You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's funny. Uh, Neurovoider is very similar to how old Fingence used to be. Yeah, not like mobile game Fingence, but <laughs> newer old Fingence. Middle period. Fingence. Middle period Fingence. <laughs> yeah, um, it's got it's got the like it has a preview section where it, like shoots the bullets for you and it has all that DPS and stuff. It has way more numbers than Fingence ever did, mm-hmm. but um, it like it has all of the and you spend a bunch of time in the shop and you have to sit there and analyze all of the different things and stuff. It, there's just there's a lot. Of stuff in there, mm-hmm. and my brother every every time we play it because it's multiplayer. My brother, whenever he, we play it, he will bring up how similar it was to Old Vengeance, and he keeps rubbing him in my face. <laughs> He's, He's like, "Bring back Old Vengeance," because <laughs> I'm just like, "Oh wow, we used to do this in Vengeance." He's like, "Yeah, we did." <laughs> it's, it's yeah, um, that's a good game. I I recommend people mm-hmm. check that out if you get a chance, and you get to feel what it was like to play Vengeance, sorta. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how do you sort through the loot? How do you figure out what loot is best and what isn't best? Because that is, I find, to be the most frustrating thing in in bad loot systems. Well, you get out your notebook, okay, <laughs> <laughs> and a good and a good pencil, a nice yeah. sharp pencil, and uh, you write down a lot of things. <laughs> okay, 
That, that's what I had to do for No Man's Sky. Did you really? I was, it just had to keep track of that stuff. Like, oh, wow. Because that's also a crafting system. So yeah. that was a big part of the problem. But like, you would, you'd, there's boxes all over all these planets, and they're all randomly placed, and mm-hmm. the planets themselves are random, and everything is random. <laughs> and uh, you open a box, and it has random stuff in it, either an item that you can use to make a thing, or more often, uh, material that you use to um, uh, to combine it. That's the whole nonsense. Oh man! Yeah. Um, it, but um, but then when you have it all in your inventory, you can only carry a maximum amount of a certain amount of things. And then once you have the maximum amount for that slot, then you you open up a new slot. But you only have so many slots, and you can buy new slots and uh-huh. yada yada. Okay. But like um, actually keeping track of what you have is very difficult because mm. you look at your inventory and you're like, okay, that's what I have. What do I really have? Like, what does it mean? Yeah. Like, I, because I have this much of, of X and this much of Y, what does that mean to me? And, and, and I, when I pick it up, I'm like, oh, now I only need this much more before I can buy this or build that. And then the next time I look at my inventory, and I've, I, because I've just picked up something new, I'm like, okay, now that I've picked up this new thing, I have this much of, of A can, so I can build this much. Of, wait, what was that stuff about X and Y? I forgot. Like you, oh, wow. you can only keep so much of that information in your head at a yeah, time, yeah. and you can only you look through your inventory with a with a different lens depending on what your what particular thing you picked up can let you do with the other things you have, mm-hmm. and so um, so that's why getting rid of stuff was a nightmare in that game. You'd be like, okay. Is it safe to drop this? It feels it feels safe to drop this. I'm never coming back to this planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if I drop this here? Oh, and it just oh so torturous. Yeah, I hated oh, wow. it so okay. much. Huh. Yeah, it was real bad. That's scary. <laughs> yeah. And so, yes, like the thing about that's why loot, that's one of the reasons why I don't like loot a lot is because I don't want to keep track of what I have. And looking at your inventory screen is actually not a good way to keep track of what you have. That's true. In a way. Like even in Zelda, when it's just a bunch of swords, like you run out of sword slots pretty quick, even if you upgrade them all the way. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I have this thing. Yeah. <laughs> do, like, do I need it? Like I, I, I always, I always need a Korok leaf. I always need a, a torch. Yeah. I always need something that's uh, that is a fire sword. And, and there's a couple things I always need. Mm-hmm. But then after that, it becomes like, how many of this do I want? And the durability again is an unknown. And so, like uh, again, it's like, uh, what do I throw away to wait, make way for a new thing? Or I just need to throw something away so I can have the game record that I opened this other chest or whatever. Yeah. There's other things that are silly about that. But um, but yeah, like uh, knowing what your inventory is is like a bigger challenge. Than I think developers know. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Like, mm-hmm. it is very daunting to like look in look at your. There's there's so many things in this inventory, and you just have to figure out which is the best. Like that's why I like to just segment it into. I need this stat. This is the stat I'm working towards. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to pay attention to the other things. Like in Neurovider, I had started getting a calculator to make sure that like this is this, this <laughs> statistically the best weapon for what I was trying to do. Right. And that's too much work. Yeah, that does not sound like great game design. <laughs> no, I mean truthfully, there'd be people who are into that, and yeah. presumably there are. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't seem like that seems like off label use. <laughs> I mean. I think I think it, I think it serves a particular audience, and like if you're trying to build your game for that audience, that's mm-hmm. totally cool. But I, I feel like for the most part, people don't want to grab calculators and pen and paper yeah. to figure out which choice they should make. Mm-hmm. And so I think you just have to consider that when you're designing a thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. The best I think the best thing to do is just highlight in which numbers are better. Highlight and make it clear that this number does this particular thing because. Uh, Neurovider gives you a bunch of stats like how fast this thing shoots and uh, how much damage it deals and how much damage per second it deals. And that's all very confusing. And I don't think most of those numbers yeah. are very useful until you like actually see what the thing does. Mm-hmm. So like 
making it clear what is important, the stats that are important is, is important, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Or making the consequences of not mastering that system not that bad. Because mm. I always feel, because uh, I'm, you know, uh, I'm a sort of an OCD person with stuff like that, that I will, even if it's not fun for me, I will try to like figure it all out. Yeah. Because I feel like I have to. Mm-hmm. And then that's what's annoying, right? Because I don't really want to do that. But if the game didn't punish me so much for not, like if I threw something away that I kind of needed, if the game isn't that hard on me, like if I don't need it that bad, yeah. I, this is like a really tall order, I guess, mm. to like make that work. But um, you know, once you're once you're powerful enough in Zelda, for example, you can start throwing away everything, yep. and it's fine. Yeah, and I think that is the kind of feeling that those systems can have, because then they can, then you can have the people who really want to get out the pen and paper and min max it, right? Yep. Yep. Because those people, those are valuable players, and that's a that's a good way to play a game if you're mm-hmm. if you like doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it shouldn't. It, but then it starts catering only to that, or beca- or becomes obvious that if you want to, if you want to appreciate or get more out of it, you have to do that. Yeah. Then it becomes kind of like. Um, there's like a wall you got to climb. Yep. Right. Um, but like, no, like there are lots of games where I know I'm not playing it optimally, but I don't care because mm-hmm. the game doesn't expect me to, or does it, or it, the game itself doesn't care. That's great. Yeah. Right. I think having a really good sorting system helps with figuring out which is the best thing to use. Even if you're not trying to min max, mm-hmm. the worst part of worst thing is when there is no sorting system or if the sorting system is really, really terrible. Like for example, destiny in, the loot, um, you can have these vaults that you share your weapons between your characters and also um, just store things. And there's all the sorting options aren't useful in any way. Mm-hmm. All you want is it to be sorted by both like which slot it can go into and which type of weapon it is. Like you pick pick up duplicates of all these different guns, mm-hmm. and I just want them all the duplicates next to each other, yeah. So I can compare which one is the highest one. I'll keep that and scrap the rest of them, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. But there's no way to sort them so that the duplicates are next to each other. Oh. It is so frustrating. Oh. yeah, too much work. Yeah, it's just I think it's very important to make sure that like you make it easy for the player. There's not to even a way to sort it. By rarity. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was great. <laughs> you know, and those some of that might be deliberate choices, right? Mm-hmm. Because that, that would make it maybe too easy. It's just frustrating. <laughs> I, well, because I know, they I have all that. these other options like recentness or uh by type, which is the only one that's you know, it sorts it at least by which, yeah. by which, um, wait, recentness, like how recent you picked it up. Uh-huh. Yeah. That is not information. Like, exactly. <laughs> That's Especially, only useful. If you pick something up, you're like, huh, what is this? Otherwise you're probably not going to use it. Right. Yeah. Right. But if you just picked it up, it'll be in your inventory, not in the vault. Like, yeah. why would you, Oh, Oh yeah, no, that's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. I, what are you doing? Who made Destiny? Bungie. They just put out a public apology for some other nonsense they did. So maybe, maybe they should just get in the habit. <laughs> Beautiful game, though. Uh, anyway, um, Borderlands also suffers from the sorting. Well, the first it's interesting because the the, the UI radically changed from the first game to the second game. Yeah, and um, in some ways, the second game has like much better UI because. Um, it's just easier to navigate. But on the other hand, the first in the first game you could sort your guns by gun type, and in the second game you cannot. It just auto sorts it by rarity, which Aww. is helpful because you can just get rid of all the green ones. But you know, 
it would be nice to for comparing if they could be next to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I have so much feelings about sorting. <laughs> That's another it, thing. Like rarity. What's the point of rarity? Seems weird. Like obviously, if you get a yellow thing and yellow's the best, and woo, you got a yellow. That's great. But like, you're not going to use the gray things because they're gray and they're crappy weapons, mm-hmm. right? That feels weird to me. But you have to use them at the beginning. You do, but like. Well, I don't know. I guess then, like in Neurovoider, you you in the beginning you can get a yellow weapon right away, um, and then it's like, why would you even use some of the gray weapons? Though the way that it works in that game is some of the gray weapons are more efficient than some of the yellow weapons. So mm. like it, it, yeah. Um, so there are extra dimensions to it. There are, but I think I think a lot of that is rarity is a stand-in for power. Yeah. So if I have rare items and I pick up a lot of common items, that's important for the game to let me know how rare the thing I have is, mm-hmm. right? They're not, meant oh, to, they're not meant to be used. Okay. They're meant to provide evidence towards the, the truth of the sure. rarity, right? Okay. Yeah, um, it's like a world building. Like, look at yeah. all of these, you know, crappy ones that were made by the crappy company. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is that that, that is really, really important to, mm-hmm. to, to how a game feels, how you interact with the, the, yeah. the fiction, and, and how what you do feels uh, authentic to the experience that's being presented to you. Uh-huh. Um, but at the same time, if you're in the, in the menus and trying to come up with like, the best way to sort this spreadsheet, like you're not, you, you, it's easy to get really detached from all of those reasons why those are there. Yeah. And then you have, you're engaging with it at a different level, which is like, I have too much junk in this closet. Like, yes, yeah, and, exactly. <laughs> right, and not, not, and not about like saying like, oh, the diamond in the rough is only interesting because of the rough, mm-hmm. you know? Um, oh, okay. You don't care about that when you're sorting your spreadsheet. Yeah, right. huh. that's something I didn't understand when we were uh, working on mi- middle ground fingers. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about it in that way. Man, loot is complicated. Yeah. You're going to have to think out of the box. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very original. Mm. Speaking of not very original ideas. <laughs> Whoa! Hey, okay, we have to set some ground rules before we start having this. this topic is varying... It's like just straight into the forbidden topic, basically. It's your fault. You picked it. Okay. (laughs) Well, the next topic is loot boxes. Mm -hmm. And Mark has some very strong opinions about these. Uh, They're not complicated opinions, but they are pretty strong. (laughs) And we may or may not have gotten into a screaming match at the bar we go to after recording (laughs) Uh, (laughs) one time. Yeah, we're talking about yeah. topics mm-hmm. similar to this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I think listeners who've listened to a couple of episodes where we where we teeter towards the edge of this topic about free to play things, right? Yeah. Uh, microtransactions, stuff like that, and loot boxes have been of uh, a particular note recently because of uh, some controversies over uh, Shadow of War and uh, Star Wars Battlefront. Battlefront uh, yep. But Martha, you wanted to talk about not just that, but like the mechanic of it as well. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And what they can they bring like positive things to yeah. the gameplay experience? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm here. I'm here to moderate. I'll everything. just talk to Soup. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> Oh wow! (laughs) So uh, yes, like what kinds of loot boxes are there? Yeah, so um, I guess we could go through some examples of different types of them. Basically, they're randomized um, sets of loot that you can either buy with real money, usually they're like that, or with some other mechanic. Mm -hmm. It's also common to use like in-game currency, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, or or a combination of the two, mm-hmm. 
and or also time. You can also use time as in like ads or wait a period of time and you get a new loot box or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or um, like with Borderlands, you can open a loot box um, with golden keys, which you are just codes that they put out on their social media gearboxes, social media platforms every so often. Uh-huh. So they incentivize following them outside the game uh, in order to get in-game loot. And I really like that because, it, like you say, it's incentivized the social media follow. So it does have a motive, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like the player understands. It's like, is, is it morally okay to yeah. do that? Okay. Well, my, my deal with all of it is about yeah. engaging the consumer and the, the marketeer sure. where you understand the transaction. Right, that's the difference. That's why I don't like gambling. Sure, because gambling is such where you're you're buying the chance at something. Right, you're not buying something. Mm-hmm. And so in that transaction, it's it's a social transaction. Right, it's follow us on this for the chance to this, and that means that you're you're agreeing to be exposed to marketing, and you know and then, those are all things that you know have they're they're in the worlds of of marketing ethics. Yeah, but it's a different relationship, and I think um, particularly with like how human psychology works, it, it's much less likely to be ex- exploitable. Not mm. just exploited, but actually, it, it, the it's it's harder to exploit a relationship like that, mm-hmm. right? I guess it's just like sending a survey out, and then they'll send you newsletter things, but you get like coupons for this store or whatever, right? Right, right. Okay, okay, yeah. So, I guess we've answered that question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like you know, it's not just a. Uh, I don't just have a these are bad opinion on this. I, I, there's no I mean, parts of it that make. We, we make you out to be the bad guy a lot uh-huh. of this, but, but you have like legitimate concerns right, about right. loot boxes, which yeah. I think are fair. Because yeah. I, I do agree that like a lot of these things, they're um, predatory in nature, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like you, you I, I th- these systems are designed to get at the whales who are the people who are spending a whole bunch of money on this. Um, and possibly these people cannot afford to spend all this money, but like they've gotten trapped into it through, due to psychological tricks. That loot boxes um, encourage, mm-hmm. so I think that's totally fair. But on the other hand, <laughs> I, I, I I'm of the opinion that we should try to make games more approachable for people and more accessible. So, like, if loot boxes allow people to make free games, that seems like a good thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm split. Yeah, I'll, I'll just split, just constantly split <laughs> <laughs> all the loot things. I just split, split on things. <laughs> Well, then the difference becomes, I mean, because that's really, that's an argument for free to play. Yeah. Right? And that's a, right. fair, that's a fair argument that I don't agree with, but it's a fair argument. Mm. Um, but mo- a lot of these loot boxes are in games that you already pay for. That mess, I don't, yeah. Yeah. Right? But, How did that happen? Well, some, and sometimes they fund the development of the game. So they make the game it's more true. polished. Uh, the game costs more to make. Mm. So, so it's the same, it's the same reason, really. Yeah. It's just that, like, I guess my opinion is like games don't have to be that expensive to make, maybe. Like, that, that seems too high a cost. For polished AAA gaming. Well, mm. I think also that we've been like games should be more expensive now because they're the same price they were yeah. back when. Right, adjusted for inflation, a, a copy of like Pilot Wings sixty four is like a hundred dollars. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> but then that brings up the question that it makes it less accessible to people as a result right. of that. And mm-hmm. so I, I don't know how I feel about that. Like on one hand I'm like, Yeah, we should probably sell games for more money so like we can pay these developers to make the game of quality but at the same time it makes it so that people who can't afford these games just cannot get them and then like you're missing out on um those people's giving those experiences to those kinds of people mm-hmm. so what do you do about that i also think i i mean i'm sort of taking that argument at face value but okay. i think it's a very generous assessment for why these things are in these games 
Sure. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, where it seems to me that like, you know, maybe maybe games don't have to cost that much to make and we can make more of them and sell them for $40 or whatever. And and no one has, to, you don't have to gamble on it. The way like blockbuster movies work the same way. Yeah. You have the huge movies that make all the money and then they fund smaller uh, productions that don't make any money. Mm-hmm. But it, it's becoming more and more unbalanced where you have fewer movies that cost more and 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 then in the end, more people see because and then the game things happen in games, but like that's not a good trend. Yeah, like yeah. I, that, that's a know. good that's a good point. Like, is this, is this happening in movies too? Or like, are movies getting more and more expensive to make? Oh yeah, absolutely. How 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 are movies dealing with it? Um, mostly by consolidation. There are okay. fewer movie studios. Uh, and so, recent. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Disney just bought Fox. Right. <laughs> Even smaller now. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and so, yeah, it becomes you have to you have to um, subsidize failures with enormous successes. Mm-hmm. So Avengers pays for all of the middling movies that aren't hits. The only way that that system works in entertainment markets mm-hmm. is uh, for there to be um, uh, fewer and bigger players who can take those risks. And and that's that's why that's why the the companies that that do this are are Warner Brothers and EA and Activision. That is really interesting because the games you would think would benefit from having you know that won't be hit so because they're indie and can't get anywhere usually don't have loot boxes either right Mm -hmm. so it is a ton of marketing strategy well it's happened in um it's happened in free-to-play uh in mobile in that uh it feels like oh free-to-play is the way because you can't get someone to spend a dollar on the app store so you you support it with ads you support it with microtransactions so that's what indies should do truth is uh, mobile games, the ones that have that are free to play that have microtransactions, they are the enormous games. Yep. The ones that cost because it costs so much money to maintain those systems true. and to market to those players and to get user acquisition. And so, and this it's the same with loot boxes. Games that have loot box systems require tons of balance. They require a full time economist on staff. Like those, those they're they are they're not really for the to bring gaming to the masses. I, I don't uh, I don't think okay. Um, but I mean, uh, uh, you know, in a vacuum, it, that's a good argument. I just don't, I don't really see it okay. being the, the reasons for these things existing necessarily. Well, I, I think it depends on the game you're talking about. And yeah. we have veered completely off from loot boxes. Now, <laughs> yeah. But well, it's, it's, it is tough because it's like loot boxes are just an example of, because they really feel like they are not game mechanics. They're more, um, they're more of a, of a marketing system. Yeah. Um, but like the like the Borderlands example, or and then there's others we can get into. Mm-hmm. That's where it is interesting to me because like it is it is played as as a gameplay mechanic. You know, um, it just is not that common to, for mm-hmm. it to work that way. Okay, true. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think it just depends on the game. Like I mobile games in particular are really bad at this. And I mean, I worked at Concrete Software. I kind of know <laughs> <laughs> enough about them to to have an opinion. But like. Um, League of Legends, for example, like I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have been able to play very many games at all in college if I hadn't of, if I hadn't, if League of Legends wasn't free to play because I like just couldn't afford it at the time. How did the loot boxes in that game work? They initially, League of Legends never had loot boxes, Mm -hmm. so you could just only buy skins. Okay. The way that it works now is when you play a game, and I think it might have gotten changed in like a few. I haven't played in a few months, but um, whenever you played a game, if you win a game, you. can you have a actually I think, I think if you play a game and finish a game, you have a chance to get a key and um yeah, and then you have a chance to get a box, I think. And if you get two, then you can unlock them. But like you could just buy keys whenever mm-hmm. if you wanted to um to do it. Uh 
I'm not exactly sure. But I didn't really engage with it very much because, like, it yeah. it's it started like I think a year ago or something, mm-hmm. maybe a year and a half ago or something. You like were kind of out by then. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't. I wasn't super into it, and so mm-hmm. I didn't engage with the system very much. But it didn't seem too bad um, when on for, at first glance. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the old, at least when I played, which is like two or three years ago now. Yeah. Uh, it was. The big thing that everyone would do is buy mystery skins. So right. you'd buy a random a random skin for a random character that you own. Mm-hmm. Um, right, but you could also you there were mystery gifts, so you could like gift a random yeah. skin to a person. And what people would do, like what my friends would do, is we'd all buy each other a random gift, and then we'd have to play as the character or skin we got <laughs> cool in the next oh, couple fun, games, yeah. and it was really fun. <laughs> yeah, so that's why that's why I kind of like it is bad like a, a lot of implementations of of loot boxes can be predatory and bad and probably league of dungeons is too but it was it added something to ex- the experience for uh, my friends and mm-hmm. i and yeah. like it was super fun and i don't know it just was it was like a fun thing to do with each other yeah. and i think it was worth the like couple bucks that you pay for it um for that experience it's like if we went to a movie we would pay paying you know 15 Twenty dollars for a ticket or whatever now. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you're talking. I mean, really, like you know, what's a few bucks worth, right? And uh, like you're talking about, if you buy a skin, like I have my own problems with like cosmetic DLC, but that's a separate issue. But like, if you buy something, it has value, right? Mm-hmm. An artist made it, and then you didn't own it. Now you own it. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you're buying a loot box that has like you know coins and weapons and ammo that are consumable, that are that are that, that it's just it's not it's not something you're not buying a thing really. You're just yeah. You're you're just paying money to engage with the mechanic. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That is where the difference is. So yeah. what you're talking about, even though it's random, and I am very much against that, you found a way to make that fun. And even that is, you actually did buy something, right? And so that's it's you know you gambled on what you got, mm-hmm. but what you got was of equal value regardless of what it randomly turned out to be. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. like that is something where it's like that's I wouldn't engage with that myself as a as a consumer, but like I don't have as much of an ethical problem with that. Um, but you know, and even the way you describe it, like wouldn't that be a fun game mode where instead of um, having to b- buy random skins, the game mode was just assigned every player a random character and, and did what I mean, you did. They right? have they have that right. But what I'm saying is that you described as you you created an extra mechanic on top of it. Oh yeah. Um, but that could have just been in the game. Uh-huh. You know. But maybe there's a special thrill with like making doing it yourself, like having your own little add-on. Like that's that, there's a fun charm to that. Plus, too. The, yeah, the ben- yeah the benefit is like you're all of your friends and you included get like a new skin out of it. Right, which right, is right. Kind of nice, even if it's not a quality skin. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. I don't know. I know it was paying money to a entity and we all got, you know, we all paid the same amount, but it did feel like I was gift, you know, we were gifting them to each other. Right. So yeah. that we had, you get that like psychological thrill of like, yeah, give someone, yeah, some, yeah. someone something. I'm yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess like an example like that where you got what you paid out of it and, and there, and there was, doesn't seem to be a lot of psychological trickery involved. And you actually extracted more value out of it than what you know what I mean. Like, but that those aren't those weren't loot boxes, right? Oh, I would say it was loot box, random, yeah. random loot. I guess. I guess the difference is about it was random DLC is what it was. Right? Yeah, I there, guess. I so. think that's. I think that's the difference. Oh, because well, you were guaranteed to get a skin. Well, because you actually paid for something that somebody made, right? Like a, a cosmetic item that an artist put together, right? rather rather than just paid for like bonus XP or extra oh, coins sure. or some some in game consumable. Yeah, that didn't didn't. That's not you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's I think that's how loot boxes work in Overwatch, right? You're guaranteed to get something. There's just a variance of 
quality in it, right? Like you mm-hmm. can get those little wall paints or whatever. Yeah. I played Overwatch like three times. So I don't know. <laughs> it's very disappointing when yeah. you get one that's all voice lines or all sprays. Oh. And you're like, oh, I just want a skin. Mm. Can I get a skin? <laughs> can you buy the skins in yes. that game? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. But you could, I mean, you could buy them with in game currency, but you which you can also them. buy. Oh, okay. So, okay. And let me guess the loot boxes are cheaper than buying the skin outright. Um, probably. Okay. I have never bought a loot box in that game. Sure. I've only played like each, each, um, like there's daily challenges, things or weekly challenges, things. So you can get like, um, if you win three games in a certain game mode, you get a loot box. And then if you get enough is it levels, you don't go up levels in that game. I haven't played in a while. <laughs> Too much destiny. Um, uh, yeah, but every so often you get a loot box. Uh, yeah, it is levels. You get XP each mm-hmm. time you win and each time you lose and each time you do well, uh, you get certain amounts of it. And then okay. every time you go up a level, you get a loot box. Okay. And the loot box doesn't give you XP or anything, right? Uh, no. Okay. The loot box gives you um, skins, voice lines, sprays, and then if you have sometimes just current, straight currency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you get a duplicate, you get cu- currency. Oh, okay. Oh, so it keeps track of that. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess like in that game you get, oh, but you can get currency with it. Hmm, I don't know. Feels weird. What if, it, what if like, what if they replaced loot boxes with loot get, gift boxes? Like you were saying, Martha, like you would buy random skins for people. Um, like what if people could just gift random skins to other people but could not buy skins or buy random oh, stuff for themselves? but couldn't buy it for themselves. Yeah. I think when you try to engineer a system that has no ethical problems, you make it totally unprofitable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that sounds kind of interesting, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like hard to get addicted to giving away money like the, and not getting anything exactly. Yeah. Other than the, you know, it's hard to be addicted to giving gifts to friends. Like, yeah. I mean, the world we live in so sad. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but then that means they'll sell less of them, right? I, I mean, suppose. isn't that just literally what it means? Yeah, but like you can price them in a way that it makes it profitable. And like the people who can afford to do that can give uh, Skins to their friends who couldn't afford to do it, mm-hmm. which I don't know. That seems interesting at the very least, right? Yeah. Like maybe I could gift my brother a skin. Yeah, but I mean, they just get millions of people on the forums. Like, why can't I buy this for myself? Like, well, then you just buy the skin for yourself. Then you uh-huh. so like you can purchase skins. Oh, I'm designing a system for yeah. somebody. Okay, well, <laughs> you could purchase like actual skins for yourself, and you just pick the skin you want and buy it. Like yeah. most stores do it. But like, if you want a loot box, you have to buy the loot box for somebody else. You couldn't buy it for yourself. Yeah. And so people who like get addicted to the systems probably wouldn't. I don't know. Well, yeah, but then what, then they wouldn't, why do it then? Because, because you could do what my friends did. Mm-hmm. I, I guess. I, I mean, maybe, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it just defeats the, I'm speaking now as the developer or the, the, the publisher perhaps. I mean, you're totally, like, yeah, I don't, you're totally right. Like, yeah. why would you, why does that even make sense? Yeah. I, I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying that like, it'd be interesting at the yeah. very least. And I'm sure that, People who market these games know better than I, but I don't know. It's something to think about. Now I want to make a game like that. (laughs) You have to. You can press a button and give somebody else a thing, but you have to. You have to give them the thing. You can't keep the thing. I feel like I feel like custom printed quilted socks for your for your your (laughs) your 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 fair in Widget Satchel. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. But now I want to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, you will suit it up. <laughs> or I have in the past. Right. Oh, yes. 
I don't know. <laughs> oh, I didn't bring up Duolingo. No, let's talk about that because that, oh. that uses that does it in a different way, right? Um, I don't think it does it in a different way. It's just Duolingo is a language learning app. Yeah, it's not a game. It like it hasn't gamified anything really. Like you can gain experience points, which is just you did your lesson for the day. Mm-hmm. But like, no at- listeners, uh, Stephen did sarcastic air quotes. <laughs> yes. experience lesson point. for the day. Yeah, yeah experience <laughs> point. Uh, um, but but like. Uh, at the end, when you've like completed your goal for the day, it gives you a chance to win five coin things, two coin things, or one coin thing. And these coin things are worthless after you get the two skins. It just feels like... Wait, there are skins in Duolingo? It, okay, yeah. So there's like an owl. There's a green owl thing. I'm picturing it now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's very cute. Yeah. Um, and you can... Uh, uh, I, I guess can you like, put a cute hat on him? You you know what? You can't. It's stupid. They only have two skins. No sale. No sale. They have two skins. And like, once you buy them, there's nothing else to purchase aside from you can get your streak freezes. So like every time you do a lesson every day, your, your streak goes up, mm-hmm. your lesson streak. And if you forget it, then you miss, your streak gets canceled. You can get a streak freeze. So if you miss a day. You can cheat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's never made much sense to me. I know the whole system is very strange. It's like yeah. they're trying to add a bunch of gamifying things yeah. to it, but like they didn't go whole hog on it. So like, well, it don't make sense. Originally, it was supposed to be that it would pay for itself because it would be doing website translation as you played. Oh, oh you oh, it's kind of a recapture kind of thing. Yeah, you it was made by it. the guy who made recapture. Oh, okay, cool. So that was his whole. I, like it came out like I re- remember when it came out and he did a TED talk about Recapture and Duolingo and uh, or some sort of talk announcing mm-hmm. it anyway mm-hmm. um, so yeah so was, and when I first started using the app way back then that's what they have you do is you go out like once you got a bunch of lessons under your belt they would give you like sentences by from a website and you would have to translate it and the whole idea was that like many many aggregated bad translations squished right. together <laughs> like everyone gets part of it right so yeah, we'll just yeah. you know and so that ended up not being enough of a way to keep the thing afloat or i guess so it's not in the i haven't been able to find how to do it in the thing anymore oh, interesting i think not enough websites so like right you need to have a whole different customer base and a whole different part of the business to do that and yeah i mean is maybe that w- maybe it could work it just maybe just didn't or hasn't yet yeah that's it. but so they have this now these things so okay so you get one or f- two or five coins yeah one or two or okay so yeah one or two or five coins you can get and all the things you can spend on these coins are skins but there's only two of them and i bought them like three weeks into playing the thing mm-hmm. um and i've been doing it for several months now so um, and then you can buy streak freezes, which isn't useful if you're, you know, diligent on it. And even then, right. like you're honest miss, with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, like you might miss one day and it's, you'll pay for it back in a week. Um, and, and then you can get like weekend freezes if you decide to go out of town or something or you're out of, <laughs> the, I don't know, whatever. But anyways, like you can only buy four things with it. So like you mm-hmm. just, I'm just constantly accumulating all these coins and I can't do anything with it. And so like they're trying to get me to watch ads to open up more loot, loot things. And I'm like, why? I don't need any more. I have 200. Okay. And there's nothing to spend it on. So. So they'll eventually find more things for you to spend on, probably. I mean, sure, but I haven't. I've been, like I said, I've been doing this for months, and yeah. I haven't gotten anything new to spend it on. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they will <laughs> add more to it. And then, so they, but so there's no way to buy these loot boxes. The only way to is to is to watch some ads. Yes. Right, okay. 
I mean, they have a they have a premium version where you can do it without ads, but like, mm-hmm. I don't need that either. Huh. But yeah, I, I don't know. It just it feels like a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. At least for me, maybe it's working on other people, right? Well, also, I mean, what's it work? What's exactly like? That's a system where it feels like the system's there, but it's not accomplishing anything for anybody. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like. So it might be just a uh, groundwork, right? It I might think be so. That they, or maybe it's just something they added and they are not doing it very well and they just they haven't taken it away yet. Mm. They're not the biggest company in the world. Maybe they can't, you know, they can't, yeah. they can't turn on a dime. Right? I suppose so. I suppose um, so. They, yeah, they brought in the game designer and then that person maybe left three months ago and they just said, yeah. <laughs> we don't <change> it. <laughs> Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's funny. We are, we are just struggling to come up with like other use cases, other scenarios, other mechanics for this. So I'd like to actually hear from listeners if they have any yeah. examples or, or ideas. Like, how does this work? Is, you know, is my contention, do you share my contention that like the whole premise of this is faulty and that changing it enough to make it okay would just ruin it? Or, or are we just missing some things? Mm-hmm. You know, on Twitter, someone was, um, someone was like, oh, I hate hearing people talk about loot boxes. And this is coming from someone who makes them. They went on this like Twitter screed about how to do them ethically. And it just felt so tone deaf. It felt really like, and a lot of people, like game designers particularly, you know, were very sympathetic. Like, yeah, gamers don't understand really the motivations behind making these things. And just reading the, the, these threads, we'll put it in there and you can sort of read it for yourself and judge because you might have a different reaction than I did. But my reaction was very weird because it, it very much played the, um, the oh, you know, it, we did some research and it turns out whales are always people with a lot of money and can afford and, no, and love giving it away. When one, that's just not true. And two, that doesn't make it okay. And um, it just... And- if it's pay to win, those people get super unethical. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> right. Right. Uh, I, think, I think it's really easy to be like, oh, well, some rich doctor is pouring a bunch of money. Who cares if they waste the money? It's like I don't care if that person that person will be fine, but that doesn't make it ethically okay just because the person can afford it uh, to to be psychologically manipulated. Uh, anyway, and I'm, manipulative. I'm mm-hmm. just thinking of a, a story. One of my friends. Uh, is getting bullied by a whale on her free to play game. Oh, yeah. Because he. Like it's pay to win basically, and so yeah. he's like, "Well, if you don't do what I say, I'm just going to wipe out all of your resources." Oh yeah, wow. there are games like that that are very much like, yeah. There's two tiers I've, of players. I've never heard about something like that. That's like terrible. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, because the, the yeah, he's being victimized, but is also a, a, a villain as yeah. well. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it, it, the whole thing, it just, it, it, the, the system encourages bad behavior all over the place. Well, I think there's a difference. So the systems that are better are only encouraged up to a certain point. Like, uh-huh. what, yeah. like, it would be great if there could be a system where it's like everybody pays around, you know, 30 bucks or whatever for extra loot stuff. Uh-huh. And that sustains their business instead of, or like, you know, a few people, you know, a large number of people pay you know a couple like a hundred bucks or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. instead of having like the one guy who plays literally seventy thousand dollars into a mobile game like right. what <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know um you could do like a humble bundle model where um the whole player base is asked to like the, these next features will be unlocked at this amount um pay what you want uh-huh. then, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you know what i mean but then everybody gets it and it becomes a community effort i mean i I, I don't really like that a lot, but like that would be a way to do sort of what you're describing, you know? Um, yeah, but I, it, it might, I mean, I'm very absolutist about it. Um, I, I'm, I'll admit that's not always the right way to approach topics, but I feel absolutist about it. Um, but it might be a matter of like, well, maybe if you're doing this, the key is to be careful 
And it's difficult when you have profit motive. Like even if you have yeah. good intentions, like that guy on Twitter, like I believed he was an honest, decent person, but like you could tell had been blinded by the situation he was in mm-hmm. and the justifications and all of that. And it's like, you don't see it. Like nobody does. Um, it's hard to be, it's when, that when they, people talk about profit motive, they don't mean about, they don't mean evil capitalists. They mean everybody, right? Like th- that when you have motive or when motive is part of an environment, it changes how you think when you engage with that environment. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're a good guy or a bad guy. It it's the it's about the the, the system and the, the the environment it's set up. And so that's why that's part of why I tend to uh, you know very sort of absolutist feelings about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, maybe there is a way to do it carefully, and maybe the matter is just it it could be of degrees. And I'd be really curious to hear people share their thoughts about uh, where that line is, uh, how hard it might be to maintain, if it's possible or if, or if it's not. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I really like my loot gift boxes idea. Yeah, let's do that next game jam. <laughs> <laughs> That's our show. If you haven't already, subscribe to Nice Games Club and your favorite podcast app. Be sure to give it a good review if you liked it or are nice like us. We need to get out there, so leave a review and tell all your friends too. And you don't have to pay us a dime. <laughs> uh, check us out on the feedback form. Steven, where can I find that? Nicegames.club slash feedback. Martha, where was that? NiceGames.club slash feedback. Tell us what you think. We want to hear directly from you as well. So follow us on Twitter and all the other things at NiceGamesClub. Let us know how we're doing. Send us your topics and ask us your questions. Lastly, you find out more about the show and your nice host as well as get all the links and notes from this and other episodes at NiceGames.club. And so until we start again, remember to play nice and make nice. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.